johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. All right, guys, we are back with another issue of SportsInsiderRadio.com with John, myself, with Mike, and Big Dave, who likes to to work out at the gym without a spotter. We're going to have to talk about that off-air, Dave. I'm worried about you. I have four bolts in my shoulder because I was lifting weights in 2018 with no spotter and uh, ripped my rotator cuff. Uh, in half and got four bolts with emergency surgery so when i say it it's not from being a nervous nelly it's from experience nice uh that's okay (laughs) so you know the doctor what he told me for all you listeners out there that like to pump iron and follow dave at vegas ringers on instagram is what the doctor (laughs) told me is it doesn't matter how much muscle you have a tendon is like a door hinge on a door and it doesn't really matter. Like, you could be the biggest, strongest guy in the world. You could be able to bench 315, 20 times. But the problem is is that when that rubber band tenon gives out, that's when it, when it snap, crackles, and pops. So I love you, and I'm telling everybody on the air that I love you, and I just want you to be safe when you're in the gym. I watched you do that 225. That last rep put the fear of the Lord in me. So that's all. Think about that next time you're at the gym alone and nobody's around you. Thanks. Okay. Uh, there you go. Kind of, yeah. No, you're good. Uh, yeah. Just worked out and didn't have a spotter and was no, but I knew I could roll it off. And it wasn't that much. I mean, got it. Just, anything you can do more than ten times. I mean, you're not going to tear things. If you're trying to do it, you can only do it twice, or, and then now you're now you're just playing with fire. But right. I think I think John's a little bit um, on the edge with with saying that he'll tear tenant just because it happened to him. So he's got first uh, yeah you know, PTSD he, he, workout he, PTSD. Yeah, he's got PTSD. But at the end of the day, I mean, you know, you're we lifted together through Zoom during COVID. That wasn't really you know high. You know, we weren't doing too much weight. But at the end of the day, if you're right. doing the right stretches prior, if you're training your muscles and you're listening to your body, it doesn't matter the weight. And like you said, if you're doing 10, 12, anybody could get hurt doing anything. So that doesn't mean just because you're lifting weights, you can't tear your rotator cuff. You could slip in your, you know, on ice and you could tear it. So, you know, at the end of the day, as long as you're listening to your body and you're, you're able to eat right, 
and get the right rest. I mean, naturally, the growth around the tendon will also help when you're when you're putting on the mask. Because what I heard from my guys, from Micah coming up there this past weekend, and we'll we'll get into a whole segment about what transpired this past weekend. They said you look like literally an NFL linebacker, and the Ravens could use one. So I'm just hoping they call D-Mill to actually come out and, and work out for the Ravens, and we'll get you away from your day job, and we'll get you on the field. What do you think about that? No, sounds good. I do have a lot of random arm pains and shoulder pains. The shoulder pains went away because I was I was just – when I had nothing to do this summer, I was working out like three – four hours a day, pretty much every day. So I just, I, I am feeling a little bit, but I took a little bit of time off. So I feel hey, John, we're getting some feedback. I know, I'm walking, I'm walking out. Go ahead, we're good. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, so that's all I wanted to say. So let's get into it. What do we cover first? So first, let's let's give me a little bit of what transpired this past weekend, what the hopes were. Because I know there, we're going to be dropping, for, for all the listeners right now, um, a brand-new Spencer Cornelia video is going to be live, hopefully at the end of the week, where he went. It's basically part two of what was really a, you know, a pro bono experiment last spring where he came out. He never knew who you were. He, he kind of was – he didn't know what to expect from what, from what Micah told me, and – we had an overwhelming response from a lot of the comments on his YouTube channel, which is incredible. I mean, he gets so many views, and so many people were intrigued. They were excited about seeing what a day in the life of a professional sports trader really looks like. And it's, you know, from, from what those other Instagram people do, it's completely the opposite of what they post, which is drive around in Bentleys go into these expensive dinners and they're betting 300,000 a game, right? It's just, that's all more the glitz and the glamor where the truth lies with you is you're sitting in your Colorado condo and you're hammering different apps and you're getting edges and you're following screens. So that experiment, there was such a high demand for that again. So Spencer came out this past weekend Again, to your spot in Colorado. So give me a little bit of the, what the expectations were, what really happened. Give, give the listeners, of, prior to them watching the video, of what your perception of the weekend was. Well, he was trying to get, he was trying to get uh, banned, and it didn't work. So I don't know if you call that a fail or what. Uh, but yeah, no, just, I wouldn't call it a fail. I just, it took a little longer I, than I expected. Really, no, I really think they, somebody in the office or something really knew his name. I, that's my theory. So Really? Oh, okay. oh, I oh, do. oh. You think they, so they it know really that thought, he's, uh, It was really unlucky for me because I'm sitting there, no, you'll get banned, you'll get banned. And so he's looking at it like, okay, I'm not getting banned, man. And I'm thinking, what the heck is going on? So I don't know. So it's kind of, this video was kind of a, I don't want to say the word bust, but. The goal wasn't accomplished. But it was the next yeah. day. Because I remember when you were po- – this is uh, – we're not going to say the actual book on air, but there was a book where you had a, a bunch of Instagram lives where you were showing that they were, weren't taking any more than a very small wager, but it just took basically, you know, 
12 to 14 hours longer than you expected. Yeah, but you thought it would happen on Saturday. But that's not officially banned. Got it. Well, don't they, not to interject in this conversation, but isn't isn't the whole dollar a bet thing that they can say they didn't ban you, but they just make the limits so stupid that it's not worth betting? So isn't that yeah, technically one of their yeah, Isn't that the version of a ban? Yeah, that's right. But he actually wanted to get banned. You see what I mean? So that's what made it weird. It was like, okay, like I'm not getting banned. Like actually banned. Oh, oh, oh okay, got, got it. it. Versus limited. Versus limited. Well, well, yeah. I mean, I did kind of put all that, but he wanted to actually get because to just have the thinking thing and and uh, you know that that's not really banned, you know. I mean, it, it kind of is, but he wanted to actually get like a dollar max or whatever, you know, what usually happens. That's, right, that's but for awesome. all intents and purposes, yeah. I, I mean, I get it. I get it. Yeah, it was basically so banned, for yeah, but it, yeah. Uh-huh. So for all the listeners that are listening to the show right now, and they really, they're maybe new to the channel, they're maybe new to your Instagram channel, Dave, and they kind of don't know what we're talking about is Spencer flew out to Colorado, he opened up betting apps, and his entire purpose for that day is for him and you to trade in those accounts, for him to actually get banned because he's getting the sharp number on every single game at a high limit. And that was the goal and the expectation was for him to get banned within that day, which most of the time happens because we've seen it in the past. But what happened was they never actually banned him. It was the following day where they limited his account to basically a, a wager where somebody cannot make this as a business. It has to be completely recreational betting 50 to a hundred bucks a game. Pretty much. Yeah. That sums it up. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to explain it to the uh-huh. listeners. Yeah, that that summed it up. So, I mean, yeah, I guess I guess, and by then he he was already kind of gone, and I don't know. It's just kind of a disaster. Yeah, but, but I don't know. We're good. But that's the thing here. It this is not scripted. What we do is not scripted. We don't have a exact roadmap of how these things are going to work. Unfortunately, we're dealing with very big corporations that all work independently, not with one another, but independent. I'm sure there's some kind of algorithm where they could track each other. Maybe. I don't know there is and there isn't, so I don't like to make claims on that. But we expected to do it based on your expertise, which is if I'm betting a large amount of money, consistently getting the better number, some algorithm may catch me right away. But in reality, we, there's no science to it. Some last months, some last weeks, and then some last days. So, you know, it's, I don't think from my perception, again, I wasn't there. I don't think it was a, it was a total loss. I don't even think it's a negative. I think what, what we do here works but there's no exact science to it. But, of course, to get it on video yeah, and to put it all together, it, it, it would no, look good. But Yeah, there's no exact science. Exactly. There's no exact science. That's right. But let me so, ask you this. So, yeah. Was he uh, – was Spencer impressed? Because you happen to have a very good day in college football on Saturday. 
with a lot of volume. This is pregame. I'm not talking about in-game specifically. Um, was he impressed with just left and right how these games were hitting? Did he even know? Like left and right as the games were really finalizing. This is what we're doing. No, you don't really know. This is what we're doing here is a little different. We're just playing right. numbers, and it's not system play. So he didn't really know what was going on there. Um, but You were doing more in-game yeah. with him. No, just value stuff. Got it. Got it. Yeah. I thought it was uh, – no. and, again, I didn't know, but I thought it was more of because of the results of that day. And this is – and I'm, what I'm talking about, guys, is this is the – pre-game releases, the system picks. So all the system picks were on Dave's Telegram channel. Every single release was on there. Most of the games were wagered midweek. So for those that are listening and have dabbled with Dave's program, this is not your online subscription that you could buy for a day or a week. This is Telegram only where you're getting those early week numbers and you're closing better on I don't have the exact number in front of me, but well, so let me so let me interject. 90%. Let Go me ahead. interject because I do have the exact numbers because I do a YouTube video every Monday morning for you guys that follow me at the Syndicate Insider on YouTube on Dave's high volume Telegram channel. I call it the high volume channel. It's Dave's Telegram channel. Dave had thirty seven football games last week, twenty three wins, fourteen losses. That's an eighteen point six percent return on risk. In NBA last week, he made a small little profit. He was he had 18 selections. He won nine. He lost eight, and he pushed on one. So once again, 23 and 14 in football, and nine and eight and one in NBA. Everything is on my YouTube channel. All the wins, all the losses. Clients love us. They text us. They say we love the transparency because again, there's no game of the year. There's no lock of the month for all the listeners. We already have Halloween covered. On Monday, the 24th, as I said yesterday on my YouTube channel, Dave has already made four plays on Sunday, 11th at uh, 10:30, and he's got next Monday night football game a week ahead of time. So if you're waking up in the morning and you're just looking to play the games that day, that's the opposite of trying to get the best closing line. All this late information and use all the fancy marketing. I got to give out a game four minutes before game time and make everybody all excited. It's a bunch of nonsense. So anyway, since you didn't have the exact numbers, Mike, I just wanted to give them to you once again. 23 and 14 in football last week. 9, 8, and 1 in basketball last week. And back to you. So what was yeah, the, I mean, now that we have the numbers? I wasn't sorry, Dave. I wasn't sure on that. I wasn't sure on all of that, like the record and everything. But uh, it it felt like something like that. I'm your bookkeeper, Dave. <laughs> I don't know, but the, we, where, all the places I bet, all those plays, I'm I've been in the green the entire year. Every every week, it felt like so. Yeah, I mean, it sounds good. Sounds like that. That's what happened. Did we win all three of our free plays yesterday? I mean, sorry, on Sunday that we give out on it. I know I had Tennessee, so that was a win. I was did, do you remember what you guys? That. Yeah, I went against the Ravens. I won. I don't know. I'm I don't remember ask. Dave's play. Did, didn't you say know. Chicago's going to win outright and you had Chicago? You didn't say the money line, but you said you wouldn't be surprised if they won outright. Right. I think your play was Chicago. I'm going to have to play the tape back after I get off the show because I'm pretty sure 
you mentioned that. I don't know if that was the actual pick, but you even said you would not be surprised if if Chicago won outright in that game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was big on it, so that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, play well, it back. So of, wait, we're not going to sp- – sp- go ahead. Speaking of football, Dave W. down in Tampa, who is in the box every week watching them when they're at home, who actually got you and me two tickets to tomorrow night's game that we have declined because of being busy running the operation. He decided he's taking the wife and he's taking the kid. They just got uh, – they just didn't understand why they were getting pulled over to the, a football game on Thursday and unfor- we want to thank you, Dave, on the air for the free tickets to the Tampa Bay game. Unfortunately, we had to run the operation. But Dave called me before the radio show, and he said, why is the Ravens favored? Can you imagine that Brady is an underdog coming off that Carolina loss? Yes, we had Carolina last week for all the Telegram members. But D- Mike, uh, he wanted to hear it from your mouth. I told him my personal opinion is you, if you – if I have to make a play on that game with no information, of course I'm taking Tampa Bay. So, why can you imagine the Ravens are a favorite at Tampa Bay? I uh, can't. Yeah, bad. yeah, they're bad. I mean, <laughs> they bad. Yeah, it's impressive. I mean, the Ravens looking good. I mean, they're better, looking better than the Patriots. But yeah, that is kind of one of those head scratchers. I'm already on it, so I can see that. I just thought the Tampa Bay, and again, I'm, it's, I, I always follow your plays. I would love for the Ravens to win the game as a fan. I do not comfortable playing, feel playing them on the road at all, um, just simply because they're the jack on high team this year. I mean, you just you really don't know what you're going to get with them. They're a team they could easily blow out anybody or lose to anybody. So, for a betting standpoint, it's a nightmare, and. So, but man, the Tampa Bay is just bad. I mean, they're the slowest team in the NFL. They, they, you know, I look at these weird statistics. Not really for for sports trading. It's more for like the the fantasy side. And they have the slowest team on offense and defense overall. I don't know what that means. I don't know specifically how you could really help that in terms of handicapping. We're finding edges, but it's not a good thing, right? It's not a good thing. But out of the entire NFL, they rated it. They have the slowest team. So they're struggling. I mean, it it sucks to go into their home field, obviously, where they've actually won a Super Bowl. They've been pretty good there. Obviously, Brady coming off two horrific losses where they were, you know, double-digit favorites in both is not a good sign, but – you know, I just hope to just sit back and enjoy the game. And if if the Tampa Bay wins, I would not be surprised by any means. I do like the value that Dave already got on the play. Um, but obviously, deep down, with my purple heart, I really want the Ravens to pull this one out and, and continue to be number one in the division, in the AFC North. Okay. So, oh, well, actually, no, I forgot. Yeah, I have the opposite. Yeah, wait, on, wait a week on that. <laughs> Uh, it's all good. This is what we do. We're not here. We don't. We don't bet with our hearts here. We bet with our brains. So at the end of the day, I yeah. have to separate the two, and I've been doing very well with that the entire year. 
And um, I actually was on the Ravens last week. I got them at a really good price um, as well. And a lot of our other groups that we're dealing with, they, they get sharp lines. We're all over them as well at six. So, you know, again, it's to me, losing a game is not the end of the world. We, we submit so much volume every day that no one game really means anything to me. It's just an independent, standalone trade, so it's not a big deal. But on top of it, Dave, you probably have not heard about this yet. Um, John has been been working on this, this independent model. He, you know, he's a dog better. We've been saying this for a long time. He's All he cares about is dogs, dogs, dogs. Finally, baseball's over, so he doesn't have to tell us about how dogs only win in baseball. But he's got this model where he's been running, where he's, you know, a lot of it is fading the public to an extent. Not going to give away the trade secrets on it, but he's got this 80-20 model where he puts 80% of the wager on the spread and then 20% on the money line. It's been mostly double-digit dogs, and they've been winning outright. I mean, it's it's insane. So, finally, John could talk about this 80-20 model on the air. So, give us a little scoop of what's going on in that brain of well, yours with that big beard. Before I do that, I want to ask you, Dave, I got a client uh, request question. Is Since we always talk about reversion of the mean, and I know it's a small sample size with the NFL, do you find it like – this early in the season, the the record for underdogs covering in the NFL, we're just talking about the NFL, there's been 105 games, uh, 60 wins, 44 losses, and three pushes, 57.7%. The best bet in base in football so far in terms of underdog betting has not been the home team dog. It's been the road dog. The road dog is 36 and 25 at 59%, and the home dog is 55%, 24, 19, and 2. So the question that the client had, and again, it's not whether it's square or not, he is a client, it's supposed to be square. With that being said, he wanted to know is since normally at the end of an NFL season, it's exactly 50 50 on, like when you run the numbers every year, it's basically 50 50 dogs' favorites. When you pull the envelope far to the left or far to the right, do you as a professional better expect a reversion in the mean and the line makers to adjust? Or or do you just not put any emphasis in that whatsoever? He was just interested in your response to that question. Well, they adjust week to week. Is that what he's saying? Yeah, well, he's asking adjust. you. He's saying, Dave Miller, does it matter that, you know, 60% of all NFL games right now, the dog is covering. And is it, if it's supposed to be 50% at the end of the year when the season is over, at what point do, 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 does it start reverting back to the mean where the favorites cover and then it's 50%? Or you just is no, it not even accounted? No, no, that doesn't matter. It's just over, over infinite sample size, it's 50%. And then sometimes right. it can be – play itself out over two picks or a thousand or it could still be 54 percent at 800 picks i mean so it's just there's not really any reversion it just keeps going at 50 percent and then if it's running if something's running extra high at like 60 or right seven or six then the then the next pick's 50 percent so it's going to drag that percentage down and then and then over a massive sample size it'll be right around 50 percent 
So it's not really a reversion of the mean. But it but yeah, perfect you know, answer that I would perfect first of all, perfect answer that I would never be able to give because I'm not you. Um and so yeah, that's the problem. When when you stretch a rubber no, when you could. stretch a rubber well no, when you stretch a rubber band, you know that it's gonna snap back to the, the center, right? It's the opposite of a bell curve. So but what you just said is something I never even realized, which is it's over an infinite sample size, not a small sample size. So it really doesn't matter because over forever it's 50%. That doesn't mean that you can't have one season where 70% of the dogs come yeah. or Or right. just a, a short sample size where something is an anomaly. Because even if you go 1,000 coin flips at 60%, which is almost impossible, if you go a thousand coin flips, if you go a thousand, sorry, my thing. If I, if you go a thousand picks, no, it, it, everything's beeping. Sorry, guys, I really am. Uh, if if a thousand picks is sixty percent, now you figure, okay, the next, let's say twenty, let's say the next fifty thousand picks are going to be fifty percent. So over the sixty thousand picks or over the 51,000 picks or whatever it is, you're under like 50.2 or whatever it is. So, yeah, but you but you do see certain certain anomalies, you know, even doing this a long time too. You, you, you see them over, over a decent sample size where you almost are going, okay, is the other way going to start running good or do I run with this? Exactly. Well, that was – it, 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 exa- and that's the normal, I guess, emotional – human construct, which is these people scare themselves into thinking, well, there's no way another dog on Monday night can win out, right? Because, man, it's already 60%. It's got to switch sometime. And it's like, to Uh me, it's like what I call like the the Martingale system of people that blow their bankrolls up where there's no way that team can lose five in a row. And then, of course, they can. Their team can lose 20 in a row. It doesn't matter. Um, So, you know, the psychology and what I was going to say before I get into my personal stuff is the people that are listening to this radio show that might be new. Um, I will say one of the biggest hurdles, and I want to hear your response to this, Dave, kind of pin you with a succinct response. The biggest hurdles that someone has when considering being a member and getting access to David Miller's telegram channel is not the results, is not the winning. That's all verifiable and documented. We do that with a fine-tooth comb every week. The biggest hurdle is, and I want your response that kind of can crack through this craziness, is I don't want to bet a lot of games. It's not about them. Even if he wins, I don't want to bet a lot of games. What is your response to that? I have my own response when I'm on the phone. I'll save that if I ever talk to the clients on the phone. But this is the big hurdle. You would almost think, like, you could lead a horse to water. You could show them the, the, the golden grail, so to speak, show them that winning is easy, but you have to do it a certain way. And what I realize, it's more about behavior of betting than it is really wanting. Their own, they're in their own way because they don't want to bet a lot of games. So what is your response to somebody that is scared to bet a lot of games, doesn't want to bet 37 football games, and doesn't want to bet 18 NBA games last week. He wants one game a night, seven days a week. I'll let you respond. Respond. 
Well, I mean, even if you bet one pick, as long as it has an edge, you you still get your money in good, but you don't really get any expected value because your total volume is is low. And then if you just put, let's say you have ten thousand, rather you rather you don't spread it out over forty picks. You just bet one pick for ten thousand. If the pick has the same, if the pick's projected to go fifty four percent. I guess you're still making the same EV as if you did a hundred picks for, or I mean, a couple hundred picks or a couple hundred dollars at 40 picks. But I mean, you're going to have obviously bigger swings and, and, uh, but if you're spending one pick at 200 instead of 40 at 200, then, then you're, yeah, you're not getting any EV. Plus that's a bad, a bad betting strategy to put your whole bank on one pick. Nobody, nobody really does that. It does this. It's doing this serious. So there's many reasons, but you want to get EV. You want to cut your swings down. Um, that's why you want to have more picks with an edge at smaller amounts. Perfect answer. Again, uh, Mike, anything you want to interject? I'm just ready to hear for this 80-20, and then we're going to get to our special announcement. Oh, stop. I'm going to have Dave square, square me. I'm scared. I don't want to talk about it around Dave. I, he well, makes no, me – he gives me a – No, no. whatever this random betting thing is that you're going to say, it's not a model. It's a betting strategy. Correct. So let's hear it. What well, is it? Correct. Well, no, it's a betting strategy. Well, basically, we're, uh, I'm running the numbers, and I have teams. We're basically uh, – I'm not going to give the parameters on the air because – why would I? You got to pay for it. But in the end of the day, it's back to the, our WhatsApp group when you say congratulations, all money line winners, which is you're playing and without I don't want to give it away. Without saying anything that gives it away, you're 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 betting an underdog because you believe based upon the data and the systems that you have or the strategy. We'll use that word that you have that they have the potential to win the game outright. You're not betting that game because you think the team is going to lose and you're going to cover. So what you do is you eliminate a lot of underdogs that you would normally not bet in this strategy. And I've currently right now in since September 12th, I've made 38 plays and I'm 25 and 13, but I'm up 127 units. And the reason why is I go 80, 20. So last night I have Oklahoma city thunder plus five and a half. And then I have Oklahoma city thunder plus 185 for 20%. If obviously they could lose by less, but I, they win both. I make more than the one unit. I have the Pelicans yesterday plus five and a half or six. I have the Pelicans plus 180 on the money line, et cetera, et cetera. On on Sunday night, I have the Kings plus 10 and I have the Kings plus 370 the Kings lose by five, 125 to 130. I win my eight, $80. I lose my $20. I make $60. And it's between football. It's basically the congratulations, all money line winners. You're looking for underdogs that have an opportunity based on the strategy information that possibly could win the game outright. And you're trying to Hit that spot where you can get that. But you don't want to be greedy. A lot of guys are greedy, and they want to go 50-50. I do 80-20 because I'm always assuming I'm going to lose the money line before I even make the play, and it's like a bonus after the fact. So, anyway, it's just been working out. It's not a lot of games. 
when you talk about small sample size, we're talking 38 games since September 12th. It's October 26th. But it is cool. I've had some really crazy, wild underdogs, 20-point underdogs, 21-point underdogs in football that is just like one outright. You're getting back 900 on the money line, insane stuff like that. But you got to pick and choose your spots. It's like everything else. Um, and that's it. Um, and obviously, when college basketball starts, there's more opportunities, just like I've had more NBA games since NBA started than I had in all of football because of because there's less football games. And it goes back to your point. When you have more games to pick from, you have more games to pick from. And when you have less games to pick from, you have less games to pick from. And that's why I still go back to the, uh, if I learn anything from you in the last 10 years, it's, you know, everybody's excited about NFL. And, you know, it's like, what? It's just NFL. It's one day a week. Like, all right, whatever. Who cares? Like, College basketball is where we, we're, we're, we're getting all the money. And, you know, um, and so that, that's what I have to say on that. But regarding your, your product, which has been killing it, what I will say to the clients that are listening is that you got to stop worrying about the one game a day. Because like David said, your swings are, are – everybody's thinking when they're betting on their own, the least games they wager on – the less risk there is. But the reality is it's the opposite. The, opposite. the more games yeah. you Yes. The more games you bet on at a smaller amount, because Mike gets calls every day. Guy's got ten grand in whatever legal offshore account and he says, I'm gonna call you back the next day and the next day he calls him back and he goes, Oh yeah, I went 0 and two and I'm like, I got zero, I got a reload. It's like, of course you got. Of course you got to reload. You just bet fifty percent of your account on two games. So it's like you know, the, the the clients that actually get it are not swayed away by the volume, are not scared about the volume. And uh, like I said, you know, I, I talk to guys all day long that will bet literally ten. I had a guy on on Instagram. He sent. Uh, he's on, on your Instagram channel. He was DMing and showing us that he bet. 15,000 a game at a legal sports book in New York and 10,000 a game, all these big numbers. And then I get him on the phone and I explain to him, buddy, you know, like you're betting $10,000 a game on a hundred thousand dollar account. It's while it sounds nice, you know, one 10 game run, which anybody can have bad luck on you're out of business. Like, would you, would Dave Miller bet 10,000 on a game with a hundred thousand dollars? If that was your total bankroll? No, you no. bet a thousand a game, 1%. Although I will and say this, what I go ahead. I will say this, if so, if somehow, well, actually, I will say this. That I mean, that's not true. If let's, because everything's priced. That, that theory, I don't know. You're twenty eighty. Everything's priced. If let's say a game was was like a straight coin flip somewhere, like just one hundred percent, it was a coin flip thing. And let's say I had plus one sixty somehow, which almost is impossible here. I mean, you can find it, but. Let's say I had plus 160, and I, I'm i not sticking to the 1% or 2% rule. If 100% the price is just either a mistake or, like, something way off, I'm, I'm going way more, you know, 5 or 6%. Oh, yeah. I'm just, saying, I, I'm just talking about the daily – right. I'm talking no, about the daily no. humdrum of betting where you don't get those opportunities. You know what I mean? 
you know, yeah. I'm just talking yeah. about the daily humdrum of betting no, I know, I know all these guys. I know you are, but I was yeah. just giving discussion because when we sit there and tell each person, hey, one or two percent, and then let's say they did find like stale parlay cards where it was basically free money. I won't say where or what, but there's there's right. some opportunities across the country where you can get like plus eight on NFL games when it's like five. I I would go a lot like I, I would actually maybe even risk going to zero if I had some other type of income if I did have a small dollar amount where like I had to make right. some EV to keep going like let's say a guy's getting into this and he's only got 5000 and you tell him $50 a game but you find some home run like mark like pri- the prices are off then it's like okay wow maybe you, you need to actually risk going to zero I mean if you want to do this for a living and you have Backup money that you can get started with again, but yeah, if just just that pregame bets, you know, when you're betting the going rate, that's that's what he's talking about, one or two percent. Correct. But I'm, unfortunately, uh, speaking, most speaking of these of, clients. I wanted to I wanted to ask real quick, Dave. Um, Dave, can we get a survivor pool update, please? Yeah, I have one left in the circa. There's like 120, so the EV is like 49,000. Of each so how many did you start entries. at the beginning of the season? Uh, twelve. Well, well, I'm in on. We were in on Randy's too, so t- basically twelve. And um, and we have one left. Yeah, and you got now, one left now. Yeah, those these things are, as you know, more luck based, and I don't like luck based things. But right. Um. Yeah, pretty excited. And then we got. I mean, me and Micah have some other places, but. Yeah, it's pretty exciting to, for the big one, uh, six million. And and you figure how wow. many weeks are left? Like ten, nine or ten? Uh, no, like now we're halfway through. We're in week eight. Yeah, yeah, almost, almost, yeah, almost halfway so, through. So you figure with nine more weeks? I mean, well, you said you were scared somebody's... of the Patriots last week. You said no Patriots, and they got you said you said that on the air. You said, oh, I can't have the yeah. Patriots. All my friends are telling me to do the Patriots. Yeah, but but um, what was I saying? So, like this week, it's probably probably the Eagles. I mean, but the, but these things are so luck based. Like I just said, I, I'm not really fist pumping. Oh, I got this one won. Not at all. And then probably half the entries will have the Eagles. So I'm just going with the with the with the, with the masses. Because it's like you have a ten point spread, then you have Buffalo. An 11-point spread. When everybody's used Buffalo or whatever, you have to, and then so everyone's probably gonna have the Eagles. I don't know though. Are you gonna Are you yeah. gonna be speaking of Philadelphia? Are you gonna be doing any World Series betting? If the prices are there, it's all prices. There you go. Yeah, if the prices, are, yeah, yeah. And like, so, Mike, yeah, what were you going to say, and then we'll get to some free picks. Go ahead. Yeah. If there if there's, like, two eight-point underdogs, right, and you're debating, this is my advice for the for the people listening. If there's two eight-point underdogs in a sport and you want to sprinkle in some money line, don't just, like, have – don't – here's what you need to do. Let's say let's say the going rate is two plus 275 in an NBA game, but your book has plus two – 55, 
then you don't bet the money line. Don't don't make set rules like that. Sorry, man, that that was brutal to hear. Don't make set rules. But if like there's an eight point underdog where the your money line is randomly plus two ninety, then sprinkle in some money line there. So you can have two eight point underdogs and in, and in, in the same book, one of them's plus two ninety, one of them's plus two sixty. Don't take the plus two sixty because they both have the same probability to win. So so when deciding mm-hmm. to take Money money lines, just look at the price. Or if you're just determined, oh, this team's going to win outright. And even though a lot of times we just don't know. But if you're thinking, well, this team's going to win outright, maybe, um, then then just shop around out of all, like, ten, five or ten books you have and take the best money line. But my right. advice so just, I agree. Just to, more to the, yeah, more, stick more to the spread. But if you just have a sick reason, I guess, like, like I, I felt I did on that Bears game, just. But my way to bet the money line was I just didn't put the Patriots on, on any of, well, on most. I put it on one, just. But I, my way to bet the money line was just don't put it on the survivors. Not most on most of them, like everybody else did. But you were supposed to put the Patriots. Just to on add to that. Much. Just to add to that point, Dave. What it's in a perfect world. Every single client that we talk to is 100% understanding of how to shop the books, 100% understanding of how to read the – basically read the actual line, like you said with the money lines. Like if you have a going rate and this one's better than the next, don't take both. Well, in a perfect world, every client will abide to every single suggestion and – and process that we tell them to follow. Unfortunately, and I talk to so many guys that now that I'm your, you know, your your partner and your liaison on Instagram, where most of these guys, nothing that I tell them they listen to. It's all how do I win today? Yes, do they 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 have long term approach. Some of them, but most of them are still stuck in their old ways where they think they could pick the selections better themselves. And they're just looking for confirmation of their own opinion on the game. And they, they believe that that is the way that they – it's like, you know, when you ride a bike, you know how to ride a bike for life. They may have been taught wrong early on, whatever, however that was, and they, it's so hard to break their bad habits. So what we try to establish here is keep everything separate. If you're going to follow – a market edge system play model. You play it for the same percentage. You get it on mm-hmm. Telegram. It's independent. We keep it separate. It's like you're almost keeping separate bankrolls for each one. With John's 80-20 model, it's just a system release based on his system. There's no actual edge betting strategy there. It's just based on his process and his strategy. He believes that you're captivating in, in his sense. What he's saying is he's putting money on the spread to offset. If the money line loses, you're not actually losing on that independent play. You're just not winning as much, but primarily he's looking to get the win as well. Just like the strong right. play on the bears. But, game. but in, the real, in, the, in the real, in the real world. Sure. Go ahead, Dave. Okay. I feel since we're dealing with mostly amateurs, you guys say that I, well, I, people that have never bet or whatever, 
if you shop around for the spread, and these are just facts, they're numbers, that's all I care about. If you shop around for the spread, first of all, a, a minus 110 both sides, you're minus 4.5%. Shopping around, if somebody's got five books, I'll go ahead and say in the long run, with no information, they're minus 2%, just throwing darts. If people hear that money line thing, money line in the long run, you're minus 7 or 8%. So if they just have one book, bet some money line, now that it's an extra disaster because they're, they're going to hear that and go, oh, I should start doing the money. And now, now we're trying to set them up for success. And, and you and I both know money lines in the long run are huge takeout, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's why there's only been – I mean, like, work, they, 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 wait, this thing – this thing that Mike had me brought up, again, I'm 32 plays since September 12th, not a big deal. The bigger issue is what you just said. There, there's, there's what should happen with a client, and there's reality. Here's reality. 99 clients out of 100 don't shop the lines, don't have the time to shop no, the lines. They have no have, business playing have money, one, And, and no, 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 I'm just talking no. about period. Yeah, okay. Well, they have one then, book. Then, they live Everyone in New York. It's legal. They have one right. app. Okay. And so if one guy's listening, he has one book, and let's say he starts doing like the guy that money the line. guy that DM'd you that has the guy that DM'd you sending me ten thousand dollar tickets, he has one legal book in New York okay. with three hundred to a million dollars in it. Okay. No okay. shop. So should he should should we point him towards minus four and a half percent then or, or minus seven or eight? Let's do well, no, I agree with you completely. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm 100% agree with you. I'm only talking about the betting behaviors of the clients, regardless, even if they don't pay us for anything. Just knowing that, right. the, knowing, knowing the right. mar- knowing the market. The, the... Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So then I had to quickly say, give my three minute speech about how that strategy is. Most people, you you need the price. You have to. You have. You you. Of course, money line, of you're course. Not I think yeah. this team can win outright. That was the worst thing we've ever said on this radio show. You're going, okay, I like the spread. I think it's better than 50% in the long run. If they win outright, and I and I if if they if if I had no, let's start with the price. If the money line is extra good at this book, then I'll sprinkle in some money line. But if your average person has one book or two. They they should just all together stay away from money lines. That's I'm just afraid people listen to that and they don't really understand why to do that and they might go oh, okay next time I think a team's going to win outright I'm just going to bet the money line in my one book. Now we're just really but it's I, it's not as simple as that. It's a specific reasoning for that particular play out of a 50 games a day where it's usually an independent play that it's a spread and a small risk on a money line. Not, it's just a simple strategy that I mean, it's, it's not even has. the, the it's, bigger it's not, comment about the sports books and the shopping isn't even that system because you're talking about on an average Saturday, I have one football game when there's 400 games. I'm a, forget about those 32 games. I'm just talking about even the client purchasing Dave's plays on Telegram. That client Wait, is I not shopping like the that. number. Exactly. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about. I'm not. We're not talking about money lines. Forget money lines. Forget it. Over. Done. Uh, I'm only talking about Telegram. Somebody gets your 23 and 14 and your 9, 8 and 1 last week on your closing numbers. The average client, 99.99999% percent, 
Forget the word shop. It doesn't exist. It will never exist. It's not going to exist. Right. They and live they, in a state where it's legal. Okay, I, you made that point. And they listen to this show at the same time, one, like wanting to hear our strategies, yes or no, that person with one book. When right. We, yeah, right, exactly. About- it, it, goes, it goes, the thing about the show that makes it exciting is we banter back and forth, and we don't script this stuff, guys. This is all just daily strategy talk. Whether I'm right, whether John's right, whether Dave's right, Dave is the expert. We are wrong at times, and this is why we have – it's like basically a weekly meeting that we host. And for banter, just like when Stephen A. Smith argues with the other guy on the show every single morning, it's the same concept. We're trying to educate people, and it's not – whatever you take from the show isn't the product. The product is being on independent channels, and we coach you for an hour prior to you actually joining – to John, make sure that you're playing John everything correctly. Can I, can I ask John a question? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Say, yeah, I never heard him say once the price. With that strategy, what if your going rate at your sports book is bad? Do you still do the 20%? The strategy, I don't no. want to give it away on the air because I don't want to give it away. I, the, issue, the, the issue is basically no, I'm my system about is based. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm not, I, whatever your sick read is that one eight point underdog is going to win over the other. I'm not asking that. I'm just saying when you do the 80, 20, are you going, well, wait a minute. I only have plus two eighty. I can get plus. No, no, because basically partially I'll so give it away. In the end for, of the day, what, I, what in the end of the no day, I'm like, in the end of the day, I'm like Kenny white. I'm making my own line on the game. If the line that I'm making on a, on a team, I'm making that team a favorite, and that team is now getting points, my line that I made, just like Kenny, I've watched Kenny sit there for hours making his own line on the games because he used to be part of LVSS with Roxy Roxburgh and all that stuff. So as a line maker, you're making a line on a game. You're not looking at what the line is, and you're making your own line. If I was to make the line on the game, this is what the line is, and I feel that there's a mistake where the wrong team is favored well, then it would procure me to be on the dog. Obviously, I can shop that line and get better prices for 20%, but I already know my market. And part of the difference between being a professional better, which you are, Dave, and being a professional advisor and conduit to the general public is I have to know my market. And I know whether they buy your plays or whether they buy my plays. One thing I know in stone is they are one. Sh- there's no shopping. One grocery store, that's it. Nobody has the time if they're working a nine-to-five job to sit in front of the screen. That's why the people that pay the mentorship, the big money, those are the guys that are willing to settle in on Zoom with you and and do the line shopping and have the multiple accounts. But with the influx of legalized sports wagering, they're all one-shop guys. So this is a recreational strategy. You know you're making money. 100%. 100%. Yeah. You're talking about 30 games in two months. Yeah. But everybody's got to hear this part, or they're going to go. Well, I'm going to start doing because you said. No, I would never. Nobody them. Well, no, 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 no. Nobody themselves could do this because it's all. Well, you guys got to see all that. They're pinpointed. I mean, well, nobody that we teach, know, no, guys, nothing that we teach on air, they could anything can be replicated. What you say on air, not one person is going to ever replicate it doing it themselves. And we've actually been through mentorship courses where people still couldn't 
figure out how to do it themselves completely, and they come back for a hundred mistakes. So nothing we talk about. Well, this is all well, banter. Not, Nobody actually uses well, that's it. Not, no, that's not true. That's not true at all. I used to listen to sports betting podcasts, and I would pick bits and pieces and go, "That's solid. I'm going to start doing that." I just don't. I just kind of feel like, why are we talking if we're? I yeah, but you're. Just, but you're. But you. But. You're the act, but you're a professional gambler already listening to podcasts. What I'm saying is the average guy well, we is, and I know. Oh, absolutely. We, we were, we were. Look, we're, look, look. We're, we were just talking about something that I created. And nobody's first of all using those stinking thirty picks by themselves unto a mountain for the last two months. We're no, talking I about know, but my thirty point, games. My point months. is, yeah. my point is, they're looking to us for advice, and it's like, if well, the big advice, the takeaway, the going rate, though. You, you got to talk about the price, right. so they're going to go so, out and do it so, on their but, own and lose. But the bigger clarify, issue, the main advice, strategy. But J- the main but Dave, advice you for these guys, that, they need to have more than one out because they can't shop if they yeah, don't have more than one out. Strategy, and they're listening, going, "Oh, I might do this." Because trust me, people well, I don't, are listening I think to what we're I think people got it confused a little bit, or maybe in general. This isn't just a flat well, rate of if you have a dog, you bet the money line. That's that's definitely not what we're talking about. By the about way, here. a client it's a client just, just texted me uh, oh, real quick off topic before the music so started. A client just texted me. Absolutely, that's what he said. No, 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 that's no, no. It's an inde- it's his own actual independent strategy on a particular game that he sets his loan line on that on that particular game, he also puts a little bit on the money line because he set the line as a favorite and not a dog. It's not just a blatant, hey, if you're betting a dog, you put a little on the money line. Absolutely not. So for whoever's listening, I think every Saturday, I think every Saturday out of 50 games, I've had one game where there was a line mistake. That was it. So, I mean, this is not even something that somebody would independently purchase. I was just making a point that the shopping, the line part, a client just texted me. He said he loves the show. He's having so much fun listening to the spirited uh, debate. I'll say his name. Thank you, Cal, for that text. These guys love it. They love the drama. Um, but it's not even well, a What I will say, it, well, the, but the point is the bigger, the, 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 the issue is nobody shops the line. So what they, if somebody's listening to take away from this, you want to have more than one place because the bigger issue is when you're on the phone trying to talk to a client, we got a minute left. The music's going to start soon. They can't yeah, shop because they only have one place. That's solid. Give multiple sports books. That's what you guys need. And don't bet That's money exactly line. Don't, right. don't do any of that 80-20 or whatever that was. Don't do that. And only bet money lines if you're getting some type of positive EV price. Price. Uh, don't just blindly do things. Just shop every game. May have every bet, make every bet with some type of market value or close to break even, but you know the side in the long run has value. Agreed. Agreed. We'll be back next week. Love Bye. you guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.